0: Hello fellow worshipers, welcome again to the Linwood Worship Podcast, a podcast where I, AJ, share with you some thoughts about the whys behind what we're doing on Sunday when we lead our people in worship. I hope this podcast is a source of spiritual growth for you as a worshiper and as a worship leader in our congregation. I want your mind to expand with new knowledge, but even more importantly, I want your passion to expand I hope that as your mind is stretched and strengthened, your affection for Jesus and serving his church will also be strengthened. So, last week we talked about how the word liturgy encompasses the regular routines or the form that our Sunday gathering takes. Over the next two weeks, we're going to dig into how both the structure of the liturgy, i.e., the order of events, and the content of the liturgy, i.e. the songs, prayers, and scriptures, tell the story of the gospel. So to start, it's worth mentioning that in the Psalms and indeed much of the Old Testament, worship was oriented around retelling the saving work of God. In Deuteronomy 26, God instructs the Israelites on how to worship him when they enter into the promised land. Those instructions include retelling the story of Israel and how God redeemed them from slavery in Egypt and delivered them to the Promised Land. In Exodus 15, the Song of Miriam, which was composed on the banks of the Red Sea, tells the story of how God saved his people from the Egyptians. In Psalm 77, the psalmist retells the same story. Worship for the Hebrew people was always a recital or a retelling of the work that God performed on their behalf. So as Christians, we approach liturgy similarly. All our songs, prayers, and scripture readings are designed to retell the story of what God has done on our behalf through the life, death, resurrection, and return of Jesus. This is important to keep at the forefront of our minds when we consider what type of content we use in our services. For example, I always want our songs and prayers to focus on what God has done in our behalf, not necessarily what we do for God. As an example, let's consider the song Great Things by Phil Wickham. I love this song because even though the verse encourages the worshiper to come and worship, to do something for God, its primary focus is on what God has done for us. God is the primary actor in this song, not the worshiper. Verse 1 says, Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. So, to summarize, our worship must primarily be centered around what God has done for us in Christ, over and against worship that talks primarily about what we are doing for God. Christ-centered worship makes Jesus the hero of the story. Human-centered worship makes us the hero of the story. A good way to know if the song that we're singing or prayer that we're praying is human-centered or Christ-centered is to think about who gets all the good verbs. Is the song talking about what we are doing for God? Or is the song talking about what God has done for us? One final side note to add before we close for this week is that our concept of retelling and remembering is much more cognitive and mind-focused than the people of the Bible and even Christians of the past. In our culture, if we are remembering our wedding anniversary We might pull out an old photo album and reminisce about how the day went, who was there, who stood in the wedding, and how it was the hottest day Michigan had seen in 20 years. But in Hebrew culture, remembering the anniversary of one's wedding might include getting out the old wedding gown, seeing if it fit, and maybe even reconfirming the wedding vows. Remembering to the people of God was not so much a brain exercise. They wouldn't just think about the event, they would reenact the event and in so doing, they would participate in it again. This is also what we do in Christian worship. We don't just think about the saving work of Jesus. We reenact the story, and in so doing, we find our part in it, as if we were there when it all happened. So this week, a couple of questions to consider to prepare for our discussion at rehearsal. What was something That was new information to you that you had not considered before? What was something that was not new to you? Something you already understood? And why does this stuff matter for what we do on Sunday?